Becker's Hospital Review is committed to delivering our audience safe access to vital educational opportunities. With this in mind, our 11th annual meeting will be in virtual format for the first time. Whether in the home or workplace, attendees will have access to sessions where industry leaders will be discussing the most pressing issues in healthcare, including the rise of virtual care, addressing clinician burnout, and delivering on-price transparency. To learn more, click on the conference tab at beckershospitalreview.com. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Dr. William Melms. Dr. Melms is the Chief Medical Officer at Marshfield Clinic. Marshfield Clinic is this extraordinary clinic and health system in central Wisconsin. He'll tell us more about it. It's been an extraordinary system uh, for those of us in the Midwest that are very, very familiar. Uh, Dr. Melms, can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, uh, Scott. Appreciate it. And uh, I am the Chief Medical Officer for the Marshfield Clinic Health System. We're an integrated uh, care delivery system. We serve patients throughout much of rural Wisconsin. I joined the organization as a family physician back in 2001. I practiced family medicine and urgent care uh, during my career here. And then from uh, the standpoint of leadership, I spent a number of years as a department chairman and then nearly five years ago, I was asked to be a regional medical director, which was a role I had for about uh, two years, and then I became the chief medical officer. Let me ask you a question about Marshfield. Whenever I talk to a Marshfield person or have had the chance to visit with Marshfield professionals over the years, I come across very compassionate, very thoughtful, very intelligent people. What's the sort of like trick to recruiting and maintaining that kind of culture? Can, can you shed some light on that? Yeah, that's a really good question. And uh, we do have some challenges. I'll tell you, delivering care in a rural environment means that, uh, you know, many of the, the physicians coming out of uh, residency, out of fellowship, are looking for larger population centers. So, we um, we do have some challenges recruiting, but I think we take a lot of time, we take a lot of care to recruit individuals that are going to fit well in our system. I mean, we we pride ourselves on being patient centric and patient focused. Um, we provide compassionate care, I believe, and uh, you know that's that's a good calling. It's an easy calling to unite around. And it, does Marshfield compete with? The Auroras are east of you. Is it mostly other sort of systems throughout the central part of Wisconsin that you compete with? Or is it really the real competition is just making sure you could stay economically and great quality in rural areas, which are hard to harder than they used to be to make it work, to recruit great staff, recruit great talent, and so forth? Are, are the biggest challenges just the challenge that's inherent in providing health care in rural America? Or, the, or, or what does competition look like, too? Yeah, I would say we probably don't compete really with Aurora. They are um, on the east coast of Wisconsin, I'll put it like that. Um, but we do, uh, the, the um, competition is really to try to, to, to get people who are interested in coming to rural Wisconsin. Once we have them interested, if we can get in, them in here, have a conversation, um, we're pretty successful then. 
when you see all the northern the Illinois people come in, there was a phrase for it that they used to use. I recall, I won't repeat. But <laughs> it, do the people do the people from Marshfield are they thrilled to see the Illinois people? Or are they like, oh my God, I wish they'd go back home? You know, I could, I, I know several phrases, in fact. Um, but uh, you know, I practiced in uh, in a couple of different spots in the Marshfield Clinic uh, Health System, and one of them was up in Manaqua, which is the heart of vacation country. And in the summertime, we essentially became North Chicago in uh, Manaqua. And uh, so a lot of people from Illinois um, that sought us for care, we were very happy to see them. They definitely supported our economy. No, fantastic. And we, we had, um, we had by, the, by the way, children that were at camp up in those areas for periods of time and, and cousins and so forth. And they used to call us fibs, which I think meant fantastic Illinois something. And I can't quite get it well, right. Let me say we, we call them, they are our fine Illinois brethren. <laughs> exactly. I knew it was something like that. Talk a little bit about the role of chief medical officer. And also, you've been at the same place for 20 years, which is a really a testament to, I tell people that say somebody for 20 years, there's two things got to happen. And you know, tell me your take on it. It has to be productive and you have to play well in the sandbox. Tell me what your thoughts are on staying someplace 20 years plus. Yeah, productive and playing well in the sandbox. That sums it up pretty well. I mean, you've got to like the people. You, you have to love the people you work with. You have to like the people you take care of. And you have to be fulfilled by the work that you're doing. And you have to believe in the organization. I think all of those um, factors, you've got to check all the boxes for you to stay somewhere for 20 years. And I've got to say that, you know, as I moved into my current role, um, it's hard. I mean, the days are long. The challenges are there. But I've got to say, um, you know, I, I get up every morning looking forward to the day ahead. I like uh, the, the fellow leaders I work with. Dr. Turney, our, our chief executive officer, is a, a fine leader. And, um, you know, I'd go to, go to battle for her anytime. And, and, and what about dealing with COVID in rural communities where there's been staffing shortages, other kinds of challenges. I mean, Marshfield, I, you know, not everybody's familiar with Marshfield. Marshfield truly is a gem of a clinic and a gem of a reputation. It's sort of thought of in the Midwest as sort of a, you know, a, a step family to Mayo Clinic in terms of quality. It really does have a magnificent reputation. How, do you, how, do you, how has been staffing and other challenges through COVID? Oh, well, COVID, you know, I, Scott, I got to tell you, I divide my life up now pre-COVID and since COVID. That's how my life is divided because I, it's hard to remember what life was like before a year ago. Um, COVID has been such a challenge. It has, um, you know, it has colored everything we do. Every aspect of how we deliver care over the last year has been affected one way or another by COVID. Back in November when we were surging here in Wisconsin, um, you know, it was a, it was, desperation at that point. Um, we uh, Staffing was really tough. We were moving um, staff out of the outpatient side, moving them to the inpatient side um, in order to try to care for the patients that we, uh, that we needed to care for. We got to the point where really in mid-November, we were taking care of as many as we possibly could. And then thankfully, the numbers started to drop off. But from a leadership standpoint, the COVID um, was such that we had a lot of decisions to make, and every single de decision we were faced with, we would have like about three or four options, and none of them were good. 
and we would always have to choose the least bad option as we move forward. Uh, remarkable stuff, and you know, hopefully um, now with it, with the vaccinations, which is our priority right now, we're going to move toward the end of this whole thing. We'll see. We're concerned about the variants starting to pop up, um, but uh, time will tell. But but even with the variants popping up, it does feel like this is going to move closer to the category of flu and pneumonia season than so devastating as it was this past year, or or really at the potential to be devastating, because even though we've lost 4,500,000 lives and a couple million in the world, we all know without all the different things that were done, it could have been a lot worse throughout the whole world. And, and, and hope. Yep, absolutely, Scott. It could have been a whole lot worse. Um, I, I still, I'd love to see the kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. I, I'm, I'm not completely convinced that we're there yet. I read uh, in this uh, publication, I read every day, in fact, this morning I read in Becker's that um, that uh, the South African variant is looking like it may very well be resistant to uh, the AstraZeneca vaccine, at least. That's concerning because uh, the variants that tend to be hardier than the, the original virus tend to be the ones that spread. And what does that mean for us? I don't know yet. I don't think anyone really does. No, I think that's exactly right. So one final question, and, and probably only a question that Illinois and, and Wisconsiners would care about is, you know, Illinois and the Chicago Bears have had a history of just horrible quarterbacking, just horrible quarterbacking for so long. And and we hear in Green Bay and Wisconsin periodic complaints about Aaron Rodgers as a team player, as a talent, as this, as that. And those of us in Illinois find that almost comical, comical that there's a periodic quarterback debate in Green Bay. Any take on any take on that on that yeah. quarterback debate? There is no quarterback debate whatsoever. I think that this year in, in uh, Aaron Rodgers' third MVP season of his career, that should have been put to rest. You know, if we look at the the um, between the Brett Favre years and the Aaron Rodgers years, the decades there, the Bears have probably had, what, about 78, 79 starting quarterbacks during that time, something like that. Yeah, the Packers are fine. It, it is a long number of Bears quarterbacks. And, uh, and no, we, we're, we're a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. We, we marvel at the fact that they even, their people even say anything negative about him. It's, it's crazy to us up here. But, no, we're actually, we actually, of course, over the course of life became big Brett Favre fans and, of course, have come to have a, a respect for Aaron Rodgers, even though it's so hard to love these quarterbacks. You know, it's just the same thing with Tom Brady. You can't help but at some point go to have crazy respect for the guy, even if you grow up hating the University of Michigan. It is what it is. Yeah, that's right. And I did. So, yes. <laughs> well, you can relate then. It is what it is. Anyways, Dr. Mills, what a pleasure to visit with you. You know, I, Marshall truly is a crown jewel in our country. And so thank you for what you're doing. What a magnificent career. Thank you very much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.